everyone, and welcome to this special Star Wars edition of the Cinematic Schematic, where we'll bring analysis to the, one of the most highly anticipated films of 2017, Star Wars The Last Jedi from director Ryan Johnson. I'm the editor-in-chief and film critic for the Cinematropolis.com, Caleb Masters. Joining me in this special Star Wars edition of the Cinematic Schematic are the Cinematropolis co-founders. To my left, Sir Zachary Burns. Welcome to the show. Hello. And to his left, Sir, the other Burns... <laughs> introduce yourself as well uh i am jacob layton burns i am it's true i'm the other burns this is a this is actually your first appearance on this show correct uh Uh, yeah i guess so yeah sure i think so we did an interview for fleeting light but that was pre Pre pre-official yeah cinematic schematic cinematropolis exactly yeah it was just fun dead center interviews exactly yeah for real this is real deal now yeah our theme this month is of course misunderstood movie monsters so obviously this breaks breaks a little bit now they're you could argue one could argue kylo ren's a little misunderstood but uh if you want to gather a hear a podcast dedicated to that theme uh you can tune into our regular monthly show which will post next week we've got a talk with ron chapman talking about the shape of water we've got alexandra bohannon sharing some really awesome film scores uh it's actually kind of a melancholy talk really i think you'll have a lot to look forward to there uh and we've got a really great panel discussion for you to hear from some of uh oklahoma city's finest film people so uh it's gonna be a great talk uh but today we're here to talk about the last jedi and before we head into our review i just want to remind you that if you are listening to this episode of the cinematic schematic you can have brand new episodes sent straight to your device by subscribing on itunes stitcher radio google play or any of those uh, other podcast uh, applications uh or you can be a part of the conversation yourself and let us know what you you think of star wars the last jedi by following us on social media at twitter at the cinematrop and on facebook at facebook.com forward slash the cinematropolis comment let us know what you guys think if you don't follow us or like us go ahead and head on to those pages to do so and we can keep this conversation on star wars going there uh but without further ado let's go ahead and jump straight into another adventure in a galaxy far far away to talk about today's film star wars the last jedi when i found you I saw raw, untamed power. And beyond that, something truly special. has always been there. But now it's awake. And I need help. All right, so the synopsis for Star Wars The Last Jedi, according to the good old IMDb, states the film is about Rey as she develops her newly discovered abilities with the guidance of Luke Skywalker, who is unsettled by the strength of her powers. Meanwhile, the Resistance prepares to do battle with the First Order. Tells us everything we need to know right there. Spoils the whole movie. We're good. Uh, (laughs) Now, I do want to remind you we're going to do a spoiler-free review and recommendation section at the top, but I think what we're really here to talk about is to go in the weeds on some of the big ideas. Again, so we are in spoiler-free territory, but before we get to uh, our review, I I think looking back at Star Wars, it's been a big deal since it came back in 2015 with The Force Awakens and stayed pretty relevant in the conversation all the time. 
since then. We, we, we had Rogue One last year. But I think there's a lot of expectations on this one specifically because The Force Awakens was basically retelling of A New Hope, uh, for better or for worse, is what we got. And so there wasn't a lot of new plot-wise, not a lot new added there, not a lot of new story there. So everyone was kind of looking to this one to be the next jumping-off point. So before we hit talk about The Lost Jedi, I wanted to get your, your take and how you guys felt after The Force Awakens. Jacob, we'll start with you. Uh, yeah, so when Force Awakens came out, um, it was definitely... I, I, the first time I watched it, I definitely had a lot of fun. Um, I did kind of go away um, feeling a little disappointed because I had expected or I had hoped to see more new things. Um, whereas, like you said, like it's kind of a retread of a lot of... It was almost kind of a greatest hits of Star Wars moments and stuff like that. Um, and so like, while those, those moments were fun, it also wasn't very surprising. Everything that happened, you kind of had an idea that that was probably how it was going to go. And so, yeah, after Force Awakens, looking forward to, I think by that point we had heard that Ryan Johnson was going to be, uh, directing the next one. And so I was very, I was hoping that they would use Force Awakens as kind of a jumping off point. Like, okay, here's, here's reestablishing it for everybody. Now let's get weirder with the next one um and so that's that was kind of where i was in 2015 uh zach how about you um yeah pretty much a lot of the same stuff um i had yeah i had a lot of fun with force awakens um i enjoyed all the new characters um Mm. i thought a lot of them had good chemistry with each other but yeah overall like there weren't a lot of surprises in where the movie went yeah like a greatest hits of star wars previous but yeah i was definitely for the last jedi i was definitely like very excited to see what would happen there because ryan johnson i'm a huge fan of his his movies have always surprised and excited me in ways uh that uh, a lot of movies don't so um i was very much looking forward to see where where he would take star wars okay yeah and I, I i have some more sentiments i, I do think so there's a, there's a few things about The Force Awakens I, I want to note. I also enjoyed it a lot. It was great to to see Star Wars on the big screen again, period. Especially after the prequels, we just assumed, well, we're never going to see that again. George Lucas is the gatekeeper, and he says no more. So it was really great to see on the big screen. And I think Zachary raised a great point. It did introduce a lot of new characters. I would argue that's its biggest contribution to Star Wars, Absolutely. actually. We, we got we got Rey, we got Kylo Ren, we got Finn, we got Poe Dameron. Uh, you know, we got BB-8, like beloved character. I, I, I love them, and you feel like they've. It's you know, it's always great when you look at it. You like, feel like they've always been there. It's great. It's a great feeling, and so they were a really exciting addition. But again, like you guys, I. I went into that movie hoping, kind of ex- hoping, not expecting, but hoping, be like, okay, so it's the next chapter. Yeah. And I didn't really feel like we got the next chapter. I felt like we got the preview for the next chapter mm-hmm. yeah. by saying, it's like, all right, here's a really long prologue that throws all the greatest hits at you to remind you why you still love this franchise <laughs> and yeah. why it's worth your time. And it's, and we're recre- we want you to feel just like you were when you were eight, and the movie, the movie did that. Uh, but yeah, not a lot of surprises. It definitely didn't feel like it was adding much new in the way of uh, the lore of Star Wars or really showing anything, uh, anything we hadn't seen before. So, uh, not a disappointment. Not a disappointment, but certainly like, okay, I'm ready to get to Ryan Johnson's Star Wars. Because yeah. uh, I think, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned this too, Jacob. Like, this is a movie, Ryan Johnson was announced 
to write and direct before The Force Awakens came out. And while I was excited about The Force Awakens, because again, just more Star Wars, I remember when yeah. that announcement broke, I said, oh, no, no, so, so episode eight, that's the one I really exactly. want to see. Yeah. Can we skip yeah, ahead yeah, to that yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's just, just jump. I mean, J.J. Abrams, I'm sure it'll be okay, but no, yeah. I want to see that Star yeah, Wars movie. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, because Ryan Johnson, for me at least, it was a, I get to, I got to double win with this movie because <laughs> I'm a huge Ryan Johnson fan. Ryan Johnson, if you're not familiar with his other works, he, he directed his, uh, his breakout film was a little indie film called Brick, which is like, like a neo-noir. It's, it's a noir set in high school starring Joseph uh, Gordon-Levitt. So great. It is. So good. Man, it's fantastic. And then he did Brothers Bloom, which is another great one, and uh, a movie I was obsessed with when it was like uh, leading up to its release, and when it came out was Looper. Yeah. Oh, so good. Uh, Bruce, <laughs> the, the time travel flick starring you know Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Bruce Willis. Like, it was, and that was a movie I loved. Now, I'm not saying it's flawless, but like I loved that movie. Hell yeah. It's um, amazing. And I had high expectations for that as well. Uh, and on top of that, Ryan Johnson also has a really successful career on television. Uh, most notably, he's directed some of, if not the best episodes of Breaking Bad. The first one I believe he came in on was Fly in season three. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who are a Breaking Bad fan, yes, that's the episode where Jesse and Walt are locked in their lab trying to swat a fly the whole episode. And yes, it sounds boring and dumb. And yes, it's like one of the greatest character episodes of that entire it's show great. yeah <laughs> it's phenomenal it's great uh, but most notably he directed ozzy mendeus which is two episodes before the series finale yeah. but really if you watch it after watching the show it really feels like the the finale the show was building up to for the whole time mm-hmm. and those last two episodes from like a prologue so it's where all the stuff hits the it's, fan yeah. and it just <laughs> yeah, delivers like oh wrecked me yeah um so i've been I've been following the. I've been on the, the Ryan Johnson train for a long time. So again, whenever not only was he directing, he is writing this. I said, "Oh, this is gonna be weird. It's gonna have twists, and I'm probably gonna be pretty broken up at points in this movie." Exactly. Yeah, yeah, like it's sure. gonna be to whatever I expect. It's gonna be different than that, and that was exciting. In a, yeah, in a very exciting way. Well, now that we've set the stage for what we were expecting going into the Last Jedi, let's go ahead and, and drill down a little bit about what we thought about the movie. Zach, we'll start with you. What is your reaction to this film? What did you, what did you think? Was it was it great? Was it a letdown? What, what, what's going on with you? What do you think? The the credits were rolling, and I like guys. I was like, I was misty. Like, yeah. it was just so good. I was speechless for a while. Like, I it just completely blew my mind. Um, it was everything I could hope for from a Star Wars movie. It was everything I could hope for from a from from a Ryan Johnson movie. Yeah. It was like. It just got me so incredibly excited about where the story could go. And also it like as soon as it was done, I I cannot wait to see that movie again. I was seriously considering buying tickets to whatever the next screening was that night just so I could watch <laughs> the movie again immediately. It was phenomenal. Jacob? Agreed. It it, it was amazing how quickly I the, my surroundings and everything around me just like disappeared and I was just like completely invested in the movie from the beginning um and just like it it brought it it had all those Star Wars things that I loved but also had tons of new layers tons of new or like presented them in a way that we hadn't seen before mm-hmm. or um just so many cool things and then just purely from a like a filmmaking perspective like the craft at work as far as like setup and payoff and um um the cinematography was gorgeous and just like so much to it was um incredible all, like Zachary said it was all the things that you you'd hoped would be in a uh, uh 
a great Star Wars movie, and they just they had everything plus tons of surprises for his, where the story went and surprises for the characters, and and everything felt natural to the moment and to the story. No no shoehorned in moments. Everything was properly set up and paid off, even when you didn't realize you were being set up for a later payoff. Um, which is that's one of Ryan Johnson's like greatest assets. Looper is full of that stuff, and so. Similar, similar to Zaka is, is like I do, sat there in silence for a bit, staring at the screen with a big dumb grin on my face the whole time, um, and then just like, uh, yeah, I just I, I can't wait to see it again. I'll probably see it four or five times in the theater. Uh, yeah, I, okay. So the thing I'll say about uh, Walking Away, and this is not to be a snooty comparing contrast, but I'll say this: I saw Force Awakens twice in a the theater. Now, for those of you who don't know me, that's uh, that's not very many times <laughs> for a first Star Wars movie. <laughs> I saw Revenge of the Sith five times. Yeah, I you know I still like a lot of things about that movie, but you yeah. know that wasn't necessarily the best Star Wars. Yeah. I, I was surprised by how few times I rewatched the Force Awakens. Yeah, this is one I'm with Zach. I'm like I want to just sit there. I mean, I want to just I wanted to like walk out, buy a ticket, and go to the next showing. You know, it's one of those things where I I'm, I also like what you said, Jacob, about being just like totally mesmerized and sucked in. This movie hooks you from the beginning yeah. with a big action set piece. I, I think the biggest set piece we've ever seen in the opening of a Star Wars, was, like straight up masterfully executed, big straight up set piece. Yeah. And from there I'm hooked and, and like it doesn't stop. It, there was never a moment where I like was – taken out of the movie like i was yeah. like i was right there with the characters the whole time i i wanted to spend time with them i liked all the plots that were going on even the c plot uh on canto a planet called canto bite where finn joins a new character to take an event a little side adventure that a lot of people i guess didn't like that much i i personally really uh really enjoyed it i i think this and i've thought about this ever since we've seen this and i've got to see it again to confirm confirm but uh you know this is might be the best Star Wars, uh, and I don't say that lightly because mm-hmm. Empire Strikes Back I think is a masterpiece. Yeah. But this one it does so much new and fresh, but it also does balance all that nostalgia that people like from the Force Awakens. It brings in all those elements. Yeah. We have we have characters like Luke and Leia. We have their other again no spoilers. There's a lot of things they bring into this movie. Like oh yeah, I remember that. Oh yeah, and they're using this part of the really crucial part of the story that's really cool and oh snap and they did something they do something new with it they don't yeah. just play out like you would expect it to they're like exactly they throw you a curveball and you're like whoa i never considered that this would do that thing but it fits with what's been established in previous movies and feels yeah. unexpected and, and I, I like what you said about uh you know ryan johnson i adam shitwood maybe someone on twitter called him like uh, a sorcerer and i was like yes he is because like he misleads you he shows you things exactly. and you don't realize you're looking at them yeah and then later uses that to throw a curveball at you all of the twists and turns and this movie is a very twisty turny movie more so than i expected even and all of it feels like it feels organic the the the, the decisions that characters make while unexpected are fantastic and they feel yeah. organic they feel like the, yeah. this is where this character could go in this moment and i think uh it's a lot different than what we expect we're all thinking okay empire strikes back this is how this goes it's gonna it's gonna start here and it's gonna end here and this character is gonna make a you know decision that's gonna help maybe it'll play out a little differently than we saw in empire but you know it's this is how trilogies work you know exactly this is what yeah. happens in part two yeah and i've got to say at the end of this one like this is this movie is not <laughs> and I, again to your concern yeah this was my big concern was more Empire Strikes Back, a masterpiece, yeah. yes, but I don't want that again. Exactly. And this yeah. movie is not that movie. Yeah. In fact, I'd honestly say it might be a little more Return of the Jedi than it is Empire Strikes Back in a good way, like mm-hmm. as far as elements it uses. But it just 
takes us to so many new worlds, expands the mythos, brings these characters to different places than we've seen any characters in the Star Wars uh, lore before, and it still delivers so many amazing wow moments. When I was done, and I was just processing the movie, I was talking uh, uh, to my buddy who was watching, and I was we were like trying to talk about all the uh, – we kept forgetting about awesome things that had happened in the movie <laughs> because we'd already been distracted by the next awesome thing yeah, that had yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah. There are moments when, you know, again, uh, in a very packed – premiere theater there were there was there was a there were there was a, mo- a couple of moments of just breathtaking where everyone just was gassed yeah the whole theater would yeah. just be like oh, and so cool yeah i mean so it was a great viewing experience but i think again it's not just the emotional experience of seeing this in the theater like i think it's great storytelling that works really well you know like that's kind of the major difference between like this and force awakens is that like force awakens knows what you want and what you expect from Star Wars and basically delivers that. Yeah. Um, and that's why I think so many people have been incredibly satisfied with that movie. Whereas Last Jedi knows what you want and expect and uses those expectations against, against you. you. Yeah. Um, and it's um, incredible. Like, I love... Ugh, it was beautiful. God, it was amazing. beautiful. That's yeah. Well, that's the thing, too. Like, especially... We, we've seen so many... We've seen The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. We've seen so many Marvel movies. Uh, just, not even that, just blockbusters that yeah. feel like they all exist and a little... There's a little template where there's, yeah. like, two or three different options mm-hmm. of, okay, exactly. here's, yeah. here's how yeah. this is going. We all, and, but we all know, always know how it's going to end. Yeah. Like, every time. It's very safe, very predictable, very formulaic. Oftentimes very enjoyable, but yeah. we just know what we're going to get. Mm-hmm. And this movie is not into any of that. Yeah. It is like, oh yeah, I know you. Okay, you, yeah, audience, you guys are pretty smart. You guys, yeah. you guys got to figure. You've seen a lot of movies. Good job. Well, <laughs> here's what we're gonna do. And okay, this is gonna happen. And boom, pull the yeah. rug out from underneath, and you're like, what? There was three or four times in this movie when I was legitimately thinking to myself, I have no idea where this is going. Yeah, mm-hmm. and guys. I don't think I've ever said that about a Star Wars. Not since I saw Return of the Jedi for the first time exactly. have I ever said that. Yeah. yeah. When I was a child, I said, you know, like, yeah. because the prequels were inevitably leading to the turn of Darth Vader. Exactly. We know exactly. We know how it's yeah. going to end. We know yeah. that the Empire, there's going to be a rise of an Empire. Like, we know all that stuff. X, yeah. Y, and Z is going to happen. We And Force Awakens wasn't really interested in surprising us. It was about reminding us of why we yeah. love those. Yeah. This, Like you said, this movie, though, is a, not into that. Yeah. So... It was just such a magical experience to feel that. Yeah. And outside of that, this is a, a movie that I think has a lot to say. We're going to talk about that in our, our kind of our more analysis section. We, we really break down some of the spoilers. There's a lot in this movie, a lot of positive messages oh, this yeah. movie is saying. Oh, like yeah. this is, in, in a lot of ways, works as a modern parable, uh, more so, definitely more so than The Force Awakens, but more so than even maybe the original films in some ways that are sending messages that I think are going to resonate with a lot of people out there. Uh, I, I, well, I, I would like to hope it's going to resonate with a, yeah. a lot of folks out there. Um, that for me is some of the most meaningful things ideas that star wars has ever contributed to pop culture if it takes off gosh i don't even know we could go on all day but we should probably just get the spoilers because at a certain point it's, it's gonna come out yeah so, yeah. <laughs> we'll just... so i so uh listeners uh as you can tell uh we liked the movie a little bit <laughs> it was okay so how do you recommend people go see this film throw money at anybody who will let you see this movie um biggest biggest screen best sound is obviously the optimal way to watch star wars and uh it pays off because the movie looks amazing it sounds amazing and the movie itself is amazing so see it any way you can as quickly as possible yeah don't get spoiled absolutely (laughs) don't get spoiled exactly Oh, man. There's so much that happens in this movie. Please go see it before 
you listen to the rest of this podcast. <laughs> where we're gonna spoil oh God! If you made this far in the podcast, yeah, yeah. If if, if you yeah, don't don't go any further in this podcast, yeah. don't stop right now. Stop right now and and go see it. I don't care if you're at work. Go, Thank you for listening. Yeah, yeah but yeah, stop. Yeah. Stop listening. Go watch the movie, then come back and, and then come back and finish the talk. <laughs> then we can all geek out together. Yes. Uh, so I I echo the opinions. This is one I am going to see numerous times. Like I'm already thinking to myself. Uh, and this is like the worst time to have a movie like this come out by the way because yeah. I've got like so, I'm like trying to make my top 10 list yeah. and I'm like I need to rewatch XYZ and there's still some new movies coming yeah. out that I need to like watch before I can like, make nope, a list I'm just gonna watch Star Wars but no I just wanna watch I'm like, like really I just wanna watch Star Wars like yeah. I'm thinking okay when can I make time to see Star Wars yeah. and I'm like you know so uh, yeah this is this is a must see this is full price go see it multiple times uh, buy it on Blu-rays go see it go buy Porgs and by pork <laughs> you will need it so we're gonna go ahead at this moment in the show we're gonna take this as the final spoiler warning we're gonna we are going to head into spoiler territory and i'm serious we're gonna go like all in guys so i mean this movie <laughs> and here's the thing this actually has a lot to spoil this is <laughs> there's a lot to unpack here so if you don't want to know anything else firstly I, i'm surprised you made it this far in the podcast uh and secondly <laughs> go away uh so spoilers ahead last final warning into the garbage fly boy there's a few different ideas I want to talk about today. The big one here is the message that's running throughout this whole film. One of a couple of messages. Uh, and it all goes back to uh, a line that Poe says in the film and also uh, Laura Dern's character says in the film. Light the spark that will create the fire that will burn down the First Order. So this movie is really about what is the nature of the Resistance? What does the Resistance look like after being utterly defeated? Because this movie, let's be real up front, this is more a film about surviving than it is beating the first order. Totally. It's about not getting oh, destroyed. Sure, totally. Yeah. You know, I mean like a lot of criticisms I've seen that I have, I can actually vehemently disagree with is that, Oh my gosh, it's a really slow chase movie. I'm like, I mean, yes, but that's not really what it, it's, it, it functions as, as a chase movie, but it's really not about the chase. Exactly. Yeah. It, for it, sure. It's yeah. about survival. Uh, and so in this movie, I mean, the the resistance is on the last rope. Their entire fleet is being wiped out and they don't really have many options. And there's a, there are several points in this movie where you're, I mean, even as the audience, you're like, I don't, I mean, I'm sure they'll, we know movie, how movies work. I'm sure they'll come out of it. But there was definitely a point in this movie where I thought, well, maybe the version of success is they all, like one person lives or something, you know, because it, it was pretty yeah. bleak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. What do you think that Ryan Johnson is saying about the nature of rebellions or resistance groups? I think, I mean, like, I think it all comes down to like that quote and and, and all that. It's about, it's really about just like not giving up and realizing that even you might not be the leader of said resistance or something like that, or you might not be a super strong person or you might, you know, but everybody kind of has their way to contribute to, from the people at the top to the people at the bottom. Like if you're, if you keep that hope alive, I think that's the big, you know, the mm-hmm. huge part was just like retaining that hope that you can defeat this. Um, this evil um and so and i think that's really important it plays a lot too in how i feel about uh, today's current events uh but right. like and and so um i think yeah i think that's the main thing it's just like ha- how do you retain that that hope because that's the only way you're going to be able to keep going yeah yeah, I know. I completely agree. Uh, I, I do, uh, man, we live in a time where it feels like everything's related to current events today, but I do think, <laughs> man, this is a this is a really important story because it is about keeping hope alive. Because this is a very hopeful, at the end of the day, as yeah. much as, like, yeah, the resistance is all wiped out. Uh, two things that I noticed that 
there is a great deal of attention paid to the actual loss of life in this totally. film. Like when, when at, the, at, the, at the beginning of the movie, when Poe Dameron does his crazy, yeah. flashy take down that giant dreadnought or whatever they called it ship, like Leia demoted him because she's like, yeah, but you get all those innocent people killed. Exactly. Yeah. And, and yeah. whenever later when they're running away and, and they're uh, they send out the little the escape shuttles. And they're getting blown up. Like you feel that loss. Yeah, uh, exactly. The movie yeah. wants you to realize that there are human faces behind all these ships that are getting blown up. Exactly. And it counts. Absolutely. And I think that's a, one of the moments I really love in the movie is a uh, uh, between Finn and uh, new character Rose. Yeah. Who I love. She is She's fantastic. So great. I love her. Yeah. Um, there's a moment where Finn is trying to do the heroic sacrificial thing. Yeah. And Rose saves him yeah and he's like why did you do that such and a great she moment. and she has this great line i'm gonna mess it up but she ultimately says you know it's it's not who we lose in the fight it's who we save right and i think it's that's, not a, it's not about it's not about killing the thing you hate it's about saving the yeah, thing you love. Yeah, 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 yeah 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 that's that's it exactly it's and i so love great. that line it's such a powerful moment in the movie and it's just i mean that to me is like one of the big themes of this movie and I think is so important to take away. Yeah. Because that's exactly what it's about. Again, I think that's really relevant to where we're at today. Um, again, without getting too political, like it does feel like everyone, like there is this like, there's a lot of hate out there right now. Okay. Let's just leave it there. And I think a lot of times, even well-intentioned people like Finn in this case, and in the case of the movie, well-intentioned folks and people and causes get lost in, how angry they are yeah. and hateful they are towards certain people or groups. And ultimately, at the end of the day, that's not really resolving the issue in the way, the, the, the most meaningful way. It's not really going to win because ultimately, on that path, like the dark side, again, yeah. getting into the moral, <laughs> more exactly. old school dark side story, which is, you know, if you turn to hate, then ultimately you're just becoming the thing you're trying to stop. Exactly. So, yeah, I think that was actually a really, uh, really beautiful and poignant moment of the film when she kind of recites that line. And a good, re- a good way, I think, to bring that classic Star Wars idea back in a modern context and reframing mm-hmm. a little bit to mean something different, especially, yeah. I guess, to the audience today who, again, yeah, yeah, it's a, uh, it's a messy out there. Um, yeah. Mm. But I also like how the film focuses takes some so so the big plot that has gotten a lot of a lot of flack uh, online is this Canton Blight plot where we have you have Finn and Rose they go down basically they come up with the kind of a half baked plan uh-huh. with uh, Poe Dameron about hey we're gonna get a hacker so we can like jump into their ship and stop this thing that's tracking the ship so we can jump to light space uh, that and that's again that's how desperate they are they're like well this is a crazy plan yeah. but I mean. We don't have anything else. Yeah, it it doesn't seem like we have anything else. So I guess this is what we're going to roll with. And they think this whole trek to this this uh, planet, which, by the way, freaking brilliant that she's like, oh, this is like the most worst, disgusting planet <laughs> full of scum and villainy. You know, yeah. again, classic Star Wars trope. So we're yeah. thinking, oh, man, we're going to Mos Eisley. Yeah. And no, it's a really bourgeoisie type place yeah. where all these multi-millionaires and rich people are like playing at gambling at casinos and stuff like that. And you're like, oh, I mean, this is... I mean, this is—I mean, these aren't my people, but it's kind of a clean, shiny place. It's kind of weird that she would call it so terrible. But then it's when you, she points as she points out, you look closer. Yeah, you're like, mm-hmm. ooh, yeah. So like, what about these these uh, people who are like having like hurt and really abuse these animals? Like, what about these people who are being overlooked and yeah, marginalized exactly. in favor of, of the the pleasure and enjoyment of these really ultra wealthy people? Um, uh, people who make their wealth off of selling weapons, by the way, the mm-hmm. thing that's causing them, like the, the thing that's arming them to fight each other in the first place. I thought that was really cool. Uh, it's a really, really important theme in the movie that runs throughout. Uh, and then we, we see that payoff 
I mean, f- perfectly in that and flawlessly in that last scene, absolutely, where we see the one of the stable boys who we saw earlier in the film, uh, who you know is imagining a battle with Luke Skywalker and all this cool stuff, yeah. and then ultimately his master comes in and is like, I don't know, get back to work, but he he goes and starts to sweep, uses the force to grab the broom, by the way, because <laughs> uh, so it's like, oh my god, it's a force sensitive child, and he yeah. kind of like looks up back up at the moon a lot in a very similar way that Luke Skywalker always looked at the setting suns, yeah. which was phenomenal, Crazy. and he had the he had the rebel ring on, right? He yeah. had the resistance ring on, showing that man this the thing that Rose and Finn did that it planted those ideas with the next generation of kids who are exactly. going to come and yeah. fight the First Order. Yeah. I think it lends itself really well to this idea that we can all, like you said, uh, Jacob, we can all contribute somehow one yeah. way or another. Um, we, we can all fight evil. And no, we don't all have to be Luke Skywalker or Leia to do that. Yeah. And in fact, mm-hmm. in fact, Luke even insists in the movie that no, we shouldn't all be me. You know, yeah. I can't do it without the resistance. It's great. There's a great moment in the movie when he gets all, he's like just tongue raised Ray all these reasons he shouldn't come back. And one of them is like, what do you expect me to do? Just like show up and defeat the entire first order on my own. Yeah. And he's right. Like yeah. he alone is not the thing that's going to stop evil. Yeah. Uh, so it's, a really beautiful thing, a, de- a deconstruction of hero narratives and kind of this hero's journey uh, story that that's really popular has been popular in blockbusters, um, things like Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings and Star Wars. Yeah, you know? um, mm-hmm. and I, I think it's really cool because it's 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 giving more power to all of us as individuals and smaller characters and saying, hey, any of you guys can beat these people. Yeah, um, which I think is another the other big big piece of that is yeah. Ray's lineage, which oh is the thing God. everyone yeah. was obsessing yeah. over, right? Yeah, it's just you know like and part of. Star Wars as a whole, every even from the original trilogy, like part of its thing is just how like cyclical everything is. And what I loved about this movie is that it's it acknowledges that the only way we're going to get out of the cycle is if we like break out of it. You know, like yeah, we have to change, you have yeah. to change it. Yeah, and so um, yeah, that's what's so exciting is is it's that that's the only way they're going to truly stop things from you know because if this had gone forth and just been just like empire and then we just had another return of the jedi or whatever like it just would have been the same thing and then in in theory you could have another trilogy of the same story another hero's journey story and so that's what's so cool about like ray's lineage is you know so many people i think had uh i've heard different theories um about who the the parents are i've heard that she's luke's Luke Skywalker's daughter. I've heard Obi Wan. I've heard you know. I've even heard that she's like a, the lost uh, child of Han Solo and uh, Leia. That there you know, somehow there's there, there was a girl as well. Like and uh, like I've heard all kinds of theories. Um, for me, I I don't participate though in that type of stuff usually um, in between movies because I just prefer to just watch it. Um, but um, but that's what was so exciting because the most interesting. Uh, answer to that question who are raised parents was they're nobodies and they don't matter um and that was really really exciting for me watching it because it was just like wow yeah this is yes this is this is exactly what we need for the storytelling but also what the, the star wars universe needs to save itself like like this well, is, how to, how to, how to yeah, like yeah, continue to grow and be new exactly. and fresh and, and tell new yeah. stories and tell you can still tell the same stories, but tell them differently to new generation. Exactly. I think it's really interesting that uh, kind of really want to break down the meta nature. That this movie is so meta. Uh, yeah. um, but like Kylo Ren's like saying, 
your parents were nobodies. Yeah. They were junkies or something like yeah. that, which again lends itself and reinforces that idea that, oh, anybody can be yeah. this big, you know, main leader or anything exactly. like that. Exactly. But also Skywalker blood. Exactly. exactly. But also there's just it's really meta thing when you break it down like he's saying, Listen, this is the hero's journey and you're not in it. Yeah. You're not you're not you're a nobody. Yeah. I, you know, in fact you're only here the only person you matter to is me and I'm bringing you into the story. Yeah. And she rejects that, you know, like he's the, he's the lone Skywalker, right? Like he's the last Skywalker at the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's saying, you don't matter. Like no, I'm the only one that matters here. I'm the yeah, only yeah, Skywalker yeah. left. And so like by him acknowledging that she's a nobody saying you're only here because I allow you to be, I think it's a weird kind of commentary on the idea that, oh, they're, oh, they're ha- she has to be a Skywalker or yeah. a solo because of course the story has to be about them. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, the film works on a lot of levels, but I, I think they're between that and the fact that Kylo Ren wants to destroy all the old things is really interesting because I think it both, again, works in the context of Kylo Ren hates his past and he hates yeah. where he comes from. But also for the audience, it's like, no, we got to let go. Like, yeah. this is the old stuff is garbage. It's We got to let it go. Um, and ultimately, I think Ryan Johnson, what he does is. Uh, marries the idea that no, 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 the past is valuable and it's important and we should always remember it, but also, like, you've got to let go too. Mm-hmm. Don't be like Kylo Ren where you like burn it all to the ground, but also yeah. don't don't be like Ray who's like so focused on where do I come from, exactly, you know, mm-hmm. that she kind of lose purpose was, of exactly, yeah, yes. like that's the only way she was going to grow as a person. Like, uh, is if she kind of let go of you know, the, 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 she was letting that hold her back like and she was so am just relying on hope that um that she did have some you know an impressive lineage or whatever and so the the fact that she doesn't freeze her up to kind of fulfill her potential now she gets to write her own destiny exactly right? you know yeah exactly and, there, and there's something just so fresh about that that i find really interesting now that's this is where you get real in the real interesting territory because i don't think <laughs> what we're talking about i think is amazing is also way different than i think what anyone expected to be in this movie <laughs> exactly. uh, so yeah. i think that's that's where it gets in the territory i do yeah. think this movie is divisive in a lot of ways yeah um I tend to side on the loving the divisiveness, <laughs> the but, positive side. Yeah, yes. but yes. maybe not. Maybe not everyone else is. Um, so one of the thing I, I want to talk about. There's, we still have a lot to talk about here, but one of the thing I want to hit on, and, and maybe I'll, Zach, I'll throw it to you. Do you think maybe the way fan culture has evolved, even in the last like ten years? Uh, and fan internet culture, like I'm talking about, like oh, obsessed with the Easter eggs and all mm-hmm. of these things. And okay, mm-hmm. well, this person must belong to this family for this story to all make sense in the way I want it to. And oh, didn't you see the scene where they're connected? Do you think that has shaped uh, to some degree? Do you think that's impacted what people brought to the table with this movie? Absolutely. I think it's you know, I mean, I I've delved into that kind of stuff sometimes in the past because it can be fun to mm-hmm. be like to, it is. to find all those extra little layers to be like, oh, cool, that, that's how this connects to that, and it's kind of fun to see that on the screen to be like, you're one of the people in the know, yeah, who sees those connections. You're like, ah, oh, that's an extra little, you know, flourish in my cap of like, I I noticed that and I get it. Um, um, but at the same time, if you go too deep into that, especially um, if you're basically theorizing in your brain like where you think the story is going to go or what it's going to do um and if it does something different then you are disappointed um because you just built it up in your brain Mm -hmm. um i think you know that's where it goes too far um because i 
at least for me, like I still want, you know, the filmmakers, the storytellers to have the freedom to take it where they want to take it. Yeah. And I want to be able to watch that and enjoy it as it is on its own terms without having my own little box that I want it to fit in. Um, and I think that is something that, that fan culture, what with uh, uh, the huge interconnectedness of all the Marvel movies and all that stuff, kind of, it encourages fans to go down those rabbit holes, um, which, again, can be fun, but if you get too obsessive about it, it can really kind of take away and hinder your own movie-watching experience. Yeah. Um, and there's a... It makes it harder... I feel like it makes it harder to accept the movie on its own terms. Yes. Right? Because exactly. you, you're bringing... You're not just bringing the baggage you have with the last movie into it. You're, you bring the baggage you have into, like, the last two years of your life obsessing or reading into this thing, you know? Absolutely. And there's a... Uh, uh, this idea from much smarter people uh, about um, you can enjoying things. I ran across it on Twitter from Alyssa Wilkinson, who's amazing. Uh, great She's great. Writer. Yeah, follow, She's her, great. follow her. Yeah. She's yeah. so much fun on Twitter as well. Um, but she... Um, she was reminded uh, recently of this idea in a book by C.S. Lewis. Heard uh, of him? Called yeah. I don't know if you guys are familiar with him. Um, C.S. Lewis? Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. He's uh, he's written some things. I don't know. Um, but anyways, he wrote this book called An Experiment in Criticism, uh, in which he introduces the idea of bad readers and good readers. Bad readers being those who want a book to conform to their expectations to serve them and their ideas for what the story is going to be. And then good readers who can read a book and take it on its own terms mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. accept the book for, you know, what it's going to do by itself. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's something that we're really running into these days right now. Um, so yeah, there you go. Yeah. I think, and, and I think so many people get stuck on, plot they think plot is the most important part yes. of the movie for me like as i've gotten deeper into filmmaking and, and stuff like that i'm kind of realizing that plot is like the least interesting part of a movie most of the times um and but i think because of that kind of the internet culture fanboy culture and stuff like that they're getting so caught up on plot points and plot moments mm -hmm. and they think that's what's important to the movie they think that's what a surprise is is like who's raised parents are even though they all have their ideas of who they think it is, and they, and they want it to be, they want it to be their answer because they exactly. want to, they want to feel smarter than the filmmakers totally. and be like, oh, yeah. that's really clever of you guys, and it was so clever that I figured it out first. Exactly, yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Like you know, you you'll see people, you know, I get aggravated watching movies sometimes with people, and during the movie they're like, oh, called it, called it, yeah, I hate called that. it. Like, and I hate it's just that. Uh, it's why like, would you want to watch a movie like that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, why would you want to be that person? And yeah. why would anybody want to be around you? Yeah, when you're doing that. <laughs> exactly. And so, yeah, I mean, I think exactly what you're saying. Like, I think there's a difference, and you know, it, like I said, we're all bad readers at some point, and we're all good Absolutely. readers. Like, you know, I think that's it's an easy thing to fall into. Like you said, it it's fun at first, uh, but you can go too deep. Um, there's there's a lot it is it is a lot of fun and indulging like that and that's not even saying it's like a sin or something like that it's yeah. just no 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 it, it it's I, I just when people look at stuff like this and especially whenever I don't like a movie yeah I try to like step back and be like okay why don't I like the movie yeah and there are some times where it's like okay so a recent example um I'm not gonna spoil it was the Disaster Artist a movie that's really good by the way mm -hmm. I think it's really good I think it's not an A plus movie but it's really good mm -hmm. yeah but I I was expecting it to be like best picture contender mm -hmm. great and mm -hmm. I walked in and I walked out thinking man that 
movie didn't quite meet my expectations. Yeah. And you know what? I think that's a little unfair to the movie. I yeah. think me yeah. projecting what I wanted to see on that movie, like I put it in a category that I don't know if it actually fits in. Yeah. Like I wanted, I, mm-hmm. I was like, this is going to be a best picture contender. And I don't think it is in that ca- in that realm. That doesn't make it any less good or great or smart or, or any of the things. So I have to step back and say, okay, well, that's a little unfair of me to judge it. So now I have to start thinking, okay, so what did work about it? Now, how do I ultimately evaluate this movie yeah. um, mm-hmm. based on my expectations or based on what's there? And a lot of times that leads to me having to rewatch the movie even sometimes because oh, sure. it's like now I've got to totally, totally remove my glasses and, and look at it. So I just – it's easy to get into that, yeah. especially when you're really excited for something. But I think ultimately what we're when you're looking at something like The Force Awakens – I mean, some of the things I've heard is like, oh, my God, I can't believe they didn't tell us who Snoke was. We're cheated. Or, mm-hmm. or what? They can't kill him in the second movie. This is like the second part of the trilogy. He should say it for the third one. Yeah. I'm like, I, I, guys, that's this is not how storytelling needs has to work. Like, yeah. that's what George Lucas did in his trilogy, but it yeah. doesn't have to be that way in every trilogy. Yeah. And honestly, this movie wraps up a lot of the plot points pretty quickly. Like, I, I, here's the cool thing. For me, this is a very exciting thing that I'm hearing a lot of pushback on is yeah. – I got to this movie. I have no clue what they're doing in the ninth one. Yeah. Because they, all those like things that they set up in the first one had not. I don't necessarily one hundred percent paid off, but they definitely like went somewhere in yeah. an unexpected yeah. place. Yeah. So like Snoke is dead. Holy crap! I didn't expect that. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, Ray's lineage. I mean, I want to. Ex- some people were kind of hesitant, but I I really accept the film's answer at face value yeah. in the same way that they accepted Darth Vader is Luke's father at face value at yeah. the time. Uh, mm-hmm. I accept that, that answer as well. Uh, and I wasn't expecting that. Mm-hmm. So that leaves oh. me like, well, those questions are kind of answered in, in the movie. And really what this tells me from Ryan Johnson and for him for him is those questions just aren't as interesting to him as what would these characters do in these scenarios? He's interested mm-hmm. in telling a very yeah. a, a story that is rooted, uh, as Jacob said, in character first. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's a lot of times I'm sure in his writing process, it's like, well, what would this person do in this scenario? Mm-hmm. And what's also interesting. Um, so I just think that it, it we don't all have to be the Star Wars trilogy. Not every trilogy has to be Star Wars. Not every trilogy has to be Lord of the Rings. There don't certain things don't have to happen in certain parts of the trilogy. That's not yeah. how they have to work. Um, so for me, this is liberating. We're at yeah. episode nine. No freaking idea where it's going to go. Yeah. No freaking idea. Exactly. Yeah. Like, isn't that a beautiful thing? That's the most exciting thing I've ever had coming out of a Star Wars movie. Yeah. I literally have no idea where it's going to go next. Yeah. And. I think it's a very positive thing for the Star Wars uh, franchise. I think it's a really great thing for filmmakers for certain, knowing that they can, you know, if they play ball in the studio system, can tell really innovative stories for these giant properties. Yeah. You know, and so I, I do think this is a, this is really good. Now, something I, I we, we talked a little bit about was kind of letting go of, uh, of the past. Um, so Kylo is hellbent on destroying Snoke, Leia, Luke, Resistance. Everything. Everything. <laughs> Literally everything. Uh, burn it down. Burn it down. He's kind of like an angry millennial. It's kind of awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, like, yeah. I actually, and I'm, I'm in a, as millennials at the table. Yeah, I'm not yeah, like, yeah. that's not yeah, me bashing. Yeah. I think yeah, it's yeah, layers. Yeah. So it's this idea of like, I mean, I'm not going to say I've never said, man, I just want those baby boomers to hurry up and die. I've never said that ever. <laughs> I've never, but I have friends. You know, I've got a friend who's definitely said that. <laughs> definitely. Uh, oh, his yeah, his yeah, name yeah. is uh, Daylob Casters. <laughs> I, I don't. I hate he, that guy. He, I know. He's such a jerk. <laughs> he has said those things, and um, I feel like Kylo Ren is like a ramped up version of that totally. uh, oh, in a sure. way that I think – because I, I do think he, he feels like a very complex villain in this. Absolutely. He, he is he – is, 
has a weird ego about being like from the Skywalker lineage and being as you know Ben Solo, even though he denounces the identity, yeah, he still sees himself as this big prominent figure, yeah, who's like one sure, of the most yeah. powerful uh, force wielders. So so much so that he killed his own master, <laughs> like exactly, um, yeah. Well, it plays so much into like Ray's arc as well, because kind of at the same time they realize, like Ray realizes that it doesn't matter who her parents are, um, and he now uh, Kylo Ren realizes, you know. He, he's killed his actual fa- father. Now he's killed his <laughs> second father figure. All right. And uh, he was trying to uh, kill Luke. So exactly. he was trying to kill. Exactly. His, he's trying his to kill. One. Yeah. How many yeah, can yeah. he kill? Like, uh, and so like he, um, it for him to realize his twisted potential, that's what he needed to do. Like, because um, he was always going to be in the shadow of, you know, he was going to be in, in the shadow of Han Solo, and then he was going to be in the shadow of Darth Vader, and then he was going to be in the shadow of Snoke, and then he was going to be in the shadow of Luke Skywalker, like, you know, all these things. Um, and now he's finally freed himself to be Kylo Ren, supreme leader, or whatever he's mm-hmm. going to be. Like, um, and so... It really does feel like, he, yeah, this yeah. is like he, where he, this is the man he, he this is, we're going to actually see him fulfill this arc, like his own arc. Yeah. Again, that feels not, it's not Darth Vader's arc at all. Like, it yeah. feels yeah. like, no, no, this is who he wants to be, and he's doing it. And the question you left with at the end of the movie is like, oh, is this guy redeemable? The question the movie itself poses many times. Yeah. Um, and both Luke and Leia are like, nah, he's he's gone. Yeah. But Ray thinks differently. Even yeah. I, I mm. mean, and it does it does hurt her. She does she does it totally. does come back to bite her halfway through the movie. And whenever he does decide, again, God, brilliant subversion. Yeah, oh amazing. my God. Kylo Ren turned. He's on the good side. He killed Snoke. They fought the guys. Oh, oh, yeah. wait. Oh, no. He's yeah. not. Let, 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 me just, let me just stop everybody right now because yeah. I, I have to acknowledge it. It's such a badass fucking moment in the yeah. movie when Kylo Ren does kill Snoke and then Rey and Kylo team up to fight. Oh, the, it was incredible. The, it was amazing. Guards. <laughs> Holy fucking shit because it starts in slow motion and they both grab their lightsabers. It's... Uh, it's one of the coolest. So, so it's just so fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. So and, and in that moment, I was just like, I don't know what's gonna happen next. Yeah, I don't know what's gonna happen. Like, I was like, you're just like, are they gonna oh. be teamed up in the next movie? Is it gonna be like a buddy? Yeah, Jedi movie. Yeah, exactly. I was like, who's the who's like who's the bad guy? Because he's clearly on the light side. Like, there was a good like two or three minutes where you're like, dude, he totally turned coat. He's yeah. on the good side. And then like once they kill all of his guards, he's like. No, 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 no! I want you still. You still should join me because yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm the new. Yeah, yeah. I'm the new guy in town. Uh, and you're like, oh snap! And like, and this is the craziest part. That's like halfway <laughs> through the movie. <laughs> like, because like, oh man, like if you told me Snoke was gonna die in the movie or something like that, I would assumed in the last ten minutes Snoke right, is gonna right, die in the movie. Right. And then it just it just happens yeah. like so quickly, and it's so shocking, and so well. Oh, amazing and like i said and then they're they're team up and then you're just like i i don't know what's going to happen next and that's really exciting and again uh yeah and l- by the way let's take some time to geek out about this see, see here's the thing yeah it's cool to geek out guys no one's shitting yeah. on geeking out because <laughs> no, 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 that no. scene where ray and uh ray and kylo running ray like we're for- trying to force the, the luke skywalker's lightsaber, lightsaber between them oh, oh my god incredible. holy shit so and, intense and then and then also the time when they the, the ship the that uh god what's her name laura dern laura dern yes, yes, uh, turns the yes. ship around and you're like oh my god are they doing what i think they're doing oh my god they're doing yeah, it like, <laughs> oh my god can they do that what's gonna happen oh god she that turns the ship, uh, she turns the ship around and jumps to light speed into their flagship and you're just that was one of those moments where the whole audience just like gasped oh, like, the movie goes that was, like completely silent and the theater is just like <gasps> 
Yeah, that 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 was by far my favorite moment. It just in the theater experience yeah. was just like the way the audience reacted because it was like a mixture of like everybody just went <gasps> like it just took everybody's breath away and, and like it was, and was super silent. It was like yeah. <gasps> and we all held it for like thirty seconds. Yeah, and then like after the and we were all like, oh god. Yeah, it's, it was just like uh, and 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 it's just so well like constructed and set up. Just like the way they shot it and just like because you're like you feel like you're there because you're like realizing what she's doing at the same time that everyone else that is. everybody else yeah. is because like she starts turning and i was like oh that's kind of weird then they're like she's charging well i thought yeah, i was yeah, like i thought she was gonna really? like t- start to, i thought she was I initially i was yeah. like oh she's gonna turn around and just start firing on them and then yeah. when she d- doesn't do it and then pose like she's not turning around she, she's not running away i was yeah. like oh shit oh, no. <laughs> and just like everybody's oh, no. just like and there's nothing anybody can do it just like yeah that, and you're just like oh, yeah there's man. like a good 30 seconds where you're like losing your shit because you're yeah. like this is i can't this is gonna oh. happen what's going on yeah and it was just so like and then when it happens, just like so, so beautiful, beautiful, but also haunting. And yeah. just like you felt the power of the moment and what right. just happened and how it totally it caught the bad guys off guard. It caught the good guys off guard. Yeah. Like everybody, like there's kind of this moment of confusion of like, whoa, whoa what is wait? What? <laughs> <laughs> right. Speaking of other, uh, you know, breathtaking moments. Okay. Because, again, this movie's so good, there's not one or two. There's, like, a list. Like, yeah, yeah. There's a Full list of, of like, there, I did for, like, for, there are, like, even stuff. Okay, so whenever the moment w- with Leia coming back from the dead in outer space using the Force yeah, is not, yeah, like, yeah. your most badass moment in the movie where you're, everyone's taught. Yeah. Talk, there's, like, ten moments like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. At least. Yeah. Um, but, like, I I, uh, I found Luke's arc to be particularly compelling, actually. Yeah, yeah. We oh, barely talked about Luke. Luke, <laughs> Luke in this movie is phenomenal. Oh, yeah. like, I love his story arc. I love... Yeah, Mark Hamill's portrayal of him. Yeah, amazing. it's well, it's great to see because it's interesting. Um, I've heard a lot of people very, very unhappy with Luke in this movie, and I, I think this is great. It feels like an organic thing. Like, and I kind of, and this is here's the thing, like coming off of the Force Awakens, that was one of the things I kind of like expected in this movie was, oh, he probably tried to restart the Jedi Order, and yeah. then something. I didn't even know it was his fault. I just was like, something bad happened because yeah, yeah, yeah. we saw that flashback. So. Like, see, you guys can geek out with how oh, fucking the next movie. Okay. Um, <laughs> like, because I told totally, uh, anyway, so, like, I, I kind of was like, okay, something happened. I love that he is, like, just this, he's like, no, I screwed up and it's done. And it's great because he has an arc. He's this yeah. old curmudgeon, like, I don't, I got to stay away. I mess things up and I'm, the world's better off without me. The world's better off without heroes like me and Han Solo. And, yeah. mm-hmm. like, we just, we mess things up. Yeah. Um, and in the Jedi Order, uh, the Jedi Order just screwed everything up. I mean, yeah. listen, they're the ones who, who, I mean, a Jedi trained Darth Vader yeah. uh, and, and gave way to the, the, the Emperor at the height of their power. Yeah. So this is the Jedi Order, and I myself, you know, very sad about his ego, his own ego. Um, but he comes around, and God damn that Yoda shows up, <laughs> and it's the Yoda we all know from like the, like it's the most Yoda we've seen since the Empire Strikes Back. Absolutely, and. I got, I got, I got, I got teary eyed during this. Yeah. Like, it just Yoda teaching, still teaching Luke another lesson. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. you know, Amazing. accepting failure. Yeah, you know, yeah. um, I got real. I'm not even joking. I totally got teary eyed. Totally. Like, really, oh, like there were tears running down my cheek the whole night. I was like, I was like, I'm God. I was the whole time sitting there. I'm like, I'm not crying. <gasps> and it wasn't even like anything like no death or anything. It just was yeah. like seeing. It was just them together. Together, yeah, yeah, yeah. having like a classic conversation where and where Luke just realizes how broil he screwed up and 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 Yoda being like, no, 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 you're stupid, but you know, yeah, it's okay. This is why yeah. you're never too old to learn these things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I really love the moment between Luke and Ray when he's kind of recounting the 
the the story of Kylo Ren's rise, basically, and you know he says like in that moment of weakness, I thought I could stop it because. I was Luke Skywalker. Like, yeah. kind of that, like, hero complex, you know? Yeah. Like, even though, yeah, he is the hero of the original trilogy, and he should be praised for everything he's done, but eventually, and, and this happens to heroes in real life, too, yeah. they start to believe the hype, um, mm-hmm. and they start to believe it, and they start to believe that they're the most important, you know, whatever, like, and so I thought that was just such a poignant moment, and, like, that's it's actually one thing I've seen a few people complaining about online is they're like oh that that moment was out of character luke would never do that and it's like well that's literally what this movie is about is that right he he is trying to atone for that exactly thing he did out of character that thing that he did that he regrets and that's why he's cut himself off from the force that's why he's hiding out mm-hmm. that's because he mm-hmm. he knows he screwed up royally and and just wants to you know cut himself off from that like right, yeah. and so it was just really uh, yeah so it, and it's also like that that's why for me it is very much within luke's arc you know accounting for the original trilogy and everything is because that's the problem with like darth vader or with anakin skywalker is like he believed the hype he right. believed that yep. he was the, the most powerful one. he exactly yeah. and that's how we got darth vader and that's the difference between anakin and luke is because luke when he did that when he messed up he that guilt is stopped him from you know making it worse like you know yeah. or it stopped him from you know like trying to make it right exactly know? like and so it's it's not good that he just went into hiding he maybe could have done things really but the fact that he was so racked with guilt that he ran away from it mm. um that was just really really powerful i overall. feel like yeah i think that is a th- I, I agree i i personally and everyone's yeah. got their own the thing is luke is such like an iconic mythical figure in our yeah. culture today it is everyone's got their own reading of that character but yeah. i really did think this was in line with him. Like yeah. he screwed up and he realizes it and he feels ashamed. So he would go and hide like that. Yeah. Just, Cause that yeah. for him, he now lives in like his, his morality skewed and yeah. he's like, no, like this world was better off. It's just better off with if we don't have any Jedi because yeah. now we've got Kylo Ren exactly yeah. because we didn't do it right. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. um, which is great. And seeing him still learn how to overcome that in the yeah. end and, exactly. and, 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 and still, Fight for the reason he gets the most badass lines and say like okay that moment after Kylo Ren like firstly that whole scene God there's so much to talk about in this so goddamn good. scene uh, so good but I mean so focus on my main point and we can go back and <laughs> after Kylo Ren tries to kill him the second time after the AT not the AT whatever they are the the not the new AT yeah, yeah, yeah. uh try to like blow him up and you're like holy shit he's got a cool force shield. Yeah. Stopped it somehow. Oh my god! Uh, you know, and then Kylo Ren goes down and does the swipe. He says every, I, he gets the most badass lines. Like, well, I, I actually every the, every single thing about the statement he just made is incorrect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he's like, the Resistance isn't dead. I can't remember the other one, and I am not the last Jedi. Yeah. Like, you know, it was like That's the most awesome. badass, chill-inducing. Like, oh my god, amazing. Like, it was perfect. Yeah, uh, um, amazing. Yeah, I and I mean, I am sad that that was kind of his final hurrah. Um, mm-hmm. It was truly a badass moment when, firstly, when all that happened, and then when he found, oh god, another cool audience reaction was when we all fit, we were like, "Whoa, it didn't kill him!" Oh my god! And you found out it was a projection from across the galaxy. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, our audience oh. went wild with that one too. By the way, uh, yeah, that was that was that was so exciting. that got a good cheer from everybody. It was yeah. Like, yeah! <laughs> 
and it was so cool because like she thought it was badass already and yeah then you're like oh he's not even there exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah. like that's and that's like when that happened like my brain started like racking and you through like figuring out like wait what huh like weren't yeah. they just having a lightsaber battle and then i realized oh wait no they never touched they like never touched. like doing all the dodges he, and exactly stuff. like yeah. he kept the warning them and then just also just the movie was setting us up for that moment when we didn't realize mm-hmm. it between ray and cut which we haven't even talked about their like force yeah, connections or whatever like kind of setting us up that that's something and then well it's very uh, reminiscent like, the connection the connection yeah. between ray and kylo ren uh, yeah. is very reminiscent to what we saw between darth vader and luke and maybe even luke yeah, and leia yeah, in the true. original yeah, yeah. trilogy like it, yeah, yeah. again these are things that were established in previous films that could happen yeah. so like they just you know uh, enacted the same connection that oh, again very cool thing the one cool thing snoke did was kind of establish that connection for him. so what using whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. power she has mm-hmm. uh he established that connection between ren and ray and it was really impactful. The moment, going back to what you said earlier about whenever Luke confesses to that moment, like whenever, yeah. before, after Kylo Ren tells her, he's like, he tells his side of the story. Yeah. And Ray so knows and confronts Luke about it. Holy shit, great performance. Like, yeah. she's like, did yeah. you do this? Like, and uh, all the audience is like, no, there's no way that yeah. could happen because it's Luke Skywalker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just kind of is like standing there, like just like a deer in the headlights, you know? Yeah. Just a powerful scene. Great Absolutely, stuff. like yeah. the, this whole movie did a great job of just like adding that that nuance. Like most of the other Star Wars movies, it's it's purely, it's 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 the, the world is black and white. There's a dark side and there's light side, and yeah. you're either with the light side or you're with the dark side, and that's pretty much your only options. But I feel like this movie went really far in like kind of saying like there's nuance, there's gray areas. Yeah. Like um like because that was another thing. Like I you know in the back of my mind i was like oh there's no way ray is gonna like turn out to be the bad guy but like i was like man she's being really seduced hardcore by the dark side like you know and like so it really in that moment whenever kylo ren's like you know join me we can do this i a part of me is like Like, she might do it like is she gonna do that like because they do such a great job like you believe it you believe it could happen when you and you believe that connection they have is actually pretty deep you know they said it it's all set up early on in the film so when it happens you're like whenever those big moments happen god i don't know this could go either way yeah and i feel like you know there's the the arc between those two characters is just so cool because really you know like of course they'd have a strong connection they're the only two in the universe that understand what the other one is going through right um and so the fact that you you see how easy it is to be seduced by either side because i you know whenever they start fighting together we all think oh great kylo's a good guy now like cool like and you totally believe it and then when it happens the other way you're like Oh no! Yeah, I guess. Oh no! Like, well, I I, I think there's a, I, you raise a great point there too. Uh, this movie really goes out of its way, I've, and I don't know if it ever says this specifically in the text. Yeah, but the idea that there really, you know, there is no light side and dark side is all very relative because the Jedi Order is really no more. Like, Dre mm-hmm. gets to rewrite the Jedi Order however she mm-hmm. wants, and there's not really. Like yes, there is a dark side. Obviously, there's evil and there's 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 good, but it's like everyone's kind of more in the middle because in this new rules, I feel I still feel like Kylo Ren could be redeemed. I don't know. He, I mean, clearly Luke doesn't think he can be, and Leia doesn't, but yeah. uh, but Ray maybe you know. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I don't think it's as as simple as it used to be in the old trilogy, where you once you go to the dark side, there's no coming back. I feel like yeah. there's it's a lot more nuance than that in yeah. this in this sure. specifically specifically in this film we've talked about how dark it is but it's also it's hilarious one of the funniest i would say it's one of the funnier ones yeah. for sure it's yeah. hilarious it starts with a joke yeah god that hilarious that was rolling the joke. joke yeah <laughs> they sent a fighter pilot up to troll their flagship <laughs> to distract them that was amazing, that was amazing. <laughs> holding for general hux oh, is he there 
Is it? I'll, I'll keep holding then. <laughs> like, can, he, can, he, can he hear us? Can he hear us? Yeah, yes, yes, sir. He, he, can, yeah, he can hear you. <laughs> I can't believe they got that in the movie. I'm so glad it is, too, because yeah. it's so funny. So funny. I don't know. I feel like we've, we've hit on a lot of the high points. Uh, I think this is a big win for Ryan Johnson. I really, I, I really do hope that Lucasfilm continues to try to identify and find filmmakers like this who can both again you know work within the studio system do what they need them to do but also like lets them have their own voice and tell their own story mm-hmm. absolutely uh I, I so i hope it's not going to go back to being a jj abrams show or, or something along those lines in feature films because i think the idea that kathleen kennedy talked about when they bought when disney bought lucasfilm and she got appointed to be like the person was that they did want to like ham star wars off to the next generation of filmmakers it wasn't she didn't want it to be hers like they're trying to build something that's a lot bigger than any one person because yeah. star wars is she understands that star wars is so much more than that it's yeah. bigger than george lucas and it's bigger than any one person or disney or whoever yeah um so i like the idea and unfortunately it just hasn't i mean ryan johnson i think has been the golden poster child for what they wanted to do yeah and you know it didn't work out with uh, Colin Trevorrow. It didn't work out with Ford and Miller. And it, uh, Gareth Edwards didn't get to do the reshoots on Rogue mm-hmm. One. So I don't know if it's, it's quite a home run there either. So you know, I hope I hope we can continue to get movies like this because I think it's better for the I think it's better for for film goers because we're not yeah. going to see the same thing twice. Uh, I think it's better for the for the Star Wars universe because we get to continue to expand and have more adventures and open up the possibilities for things that can, can happen exactly. in the Star Wars yeah. universe. Mm-hmm. Um, and ultimately, I think for the longevity of the franchise, it's good that we don't just recycle the same things and the same stories and from the same exactly. people over and over again because ultimately, at the end of the day, again, it is so much bigger than just one story. Um, so I don't, I don't know, guys. I we've just spent like the last hour talking about how awesome this thing is. If I was going to put a critique out there, I mean, it is long. I didn't feel that way, yeah. but I could see why you would. Um, th- there is the C-plot with the Canton bite, but again, I, I would argue that that is critical to understanding this whole idea yeah. of that all of us can be Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. All of us can be that, that next hero in exactly. the Rebellion. The, the, yeah. the, the, the spark lives inside of all of us, so real-world stuff right there. Yeah, it has, yep. I feel like this has the most meat of... I mean, as far as like a film trying to say something uh, uh, about real world stuff i think this is the the most we've ever gotten any any star wars i know lucas tried to do that with the prequels Mm -hmm. and it and it's almost so heavy-handed that it's obnoxious Mm -hmm. um but but this is the one i feel like it feels again it's so funny how this movie's been production for a few years now but it feels like the writing about today yeah yeah this is uh this all goes to the point i think this is the best star wars i mean i'm not trying to talk myself out of it i keep thinking about it (laughs) i keep thinking about it i'm trying to i'm actually trying to talk myself out of saying that because i know everyone wants to say that after saying after Uh, seeing every single star wars but i didn't feel that way coming out of the force awakens and i i liked rogue one a lot but i definitely wasn't best star wars i was like oh that was that was cool it was something fresh yeah Yeah, exactly yeah yeah, yeah, but i didn't feel like best star wars yeah um I guess it just goes to show you, I would rather see this movie. I would rather see anything in this movie than that Darth Vader scene at the end of uh, Rogue One. That is also incredibly badass and massively fanservice-y. And I'm glad we got it. Yeah. But I would rather see, if I had to pick or choose between that and new stuff we see in you know, The Last Jedi, I would get with that. And I'm that, and that's where I feel like the divide between myself and a lot of folks is. They just want to yeah. see really cool, flashy, fanservice-y things that makes them feel a certain way. 
Yeah. Which is fine. Those are that's a fine thing to want. And I and I think honestly you can have both. I really think Absolutely. and I, I, that, I my argument is that this movie film does give you both. But exactly. yeah. it does. But I I you know, there are a lot of people who want just to go back to what they like and see like bigger, more robust, crazier versions of that thing. And I'm I don't know, I'm just not I'm not ready to settle there. And I think I think you tweeted, Caleb, the other day about like after Force Awakens you wanted to go back and watch the original trilogy mm-hmm. after last jedi you want to go back and watch last jedi again. yes like and yeah. i think that's for me that's a huge difference and i completely agree yeah. like i think it um it just show just shows that we can have those things you know like we've all complained about like studio filmmaking and like oh how the studios don't let directors come in and do their thing and blah blah blah, blah. but like this this movie shows that that is possible mm-hmm. and we can have smart blockbuster movies that are entertaining funny but also beautifully shot wonderfully crafted wonderfully edited um performed and also just incredibly tight scripts and uh, it just yeah it just shows that you can we we can have those things um yes. and so it's just very very exciting i'm very uh, we don't have to have an infinity war part 17 like it yeah. doesn't have to be it does not all have to fit in this giant universe and all interconnect and be a really big piece of spectacle and it also doesn't have to be transformers where it's insu- like where the, the director's actively insulting you as the audience like <laughs> it can be a movie where the director respects you but is also yeah. still smarter than you and like knows he is so he like exactly. uses that in his storytelling finesse to like wow us and show us like just like they did back in the 1970s whenever we had people like francis ford coppola and steven yeah. spielberg making the break and scorsese like we can have great people working with stuff we like like star wars exactly yeah and like i said you know like it it feels like a star wars movie but it also feels like a ryan johnson movie which is really really cool um and so that's the crazy thing too that there there was someone who posted uh, they said uh well either ryan johnson was too strong or too weak and i was like i don't know he just got it he got it just right like yeah because this feels like his movie like i no other director could have made this movie in this way oh yeah like even with the same script yeah. Oh, absolutely. There's no way. Yeah. Like, it, it, so I would never, ever, ever confuse this with another director's Star Wars film. So yes, he can make the Star Wars movie he wants. Yeah. For the studio. So exactly. Zach, any any other closing thoughts, or? Oh man, um, God, this movie was just so good. Um, and I, I'm, I'm so incredibly excited and thankful that we have it. So now I can watch it all I want. Um, but I'm also like mind blown that we got this movie because it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels it feels like a freaking gift. I'm, I I yeah, mean I know this does. is I know this sounds like hyperbole to all the listeners, especially people out there who probably didn't like the movie and are like, you guys are just fanboys. You get, I'm like, no this this like feels like a really special movie. Yeah. I, I seriously, it really feels like a tr- like a special treat. I don't like I, I'm sitting there I'm like I don't I can't think of the last movie that made me feel like we were just this lucky this lucky to get this movie absolutely for sure man it's just it, it's just it's a phenomenal movie um and and i love it i'm gonna see it again as soon as i possibly can hey guys there's an eight o'clock showing in about an hour so uh, <laughs> okay <laughs> i guess go. i'll see yeah. you guys there yeah. um <clears throat> yeah no it was just it was amazing movie and it, it shows that we can have nice things and <laughs> And I want to cherish this nice thing uh, yeah. as much as I can. Exactly. Uh, because I know we won't we won't always get those nice things. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to love and support them when they show up. Yeah. I, with my porg alongside me. For me personally, I really just like, you know, with everything going on in our culture right now and just, you know, just just so much, it's it can be exhausting and overwhelming. And so, like, for me, 
I needed a, gr- a great Star Wars movie. Like I needed the movie to be great, and it exceeded those expectations, which was um, incredible, incredible feeling. Yeah, no, it it is, it is, it is. Uh, 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 gotta put a pin on this. Um, it is again. Maybe that's why it feels like such a gift to to be so excited for a movie and buying into your own hype without getting too carried away. But like, yeah. still like, this is a Ryan Johnson movie. It's a Star Wars movie. I can't believe it's happening. And it it actually exceeds your expectations, and it does what you needed it to do for you. For maybe this for maybe this isn't for everyone. Maybe this is just the film we needed. Yeah. But like mm. we needed a Star Wars film to come in and say, no, no, this universe is still growing. Yeah. It's still doing new exactly. things. Yeah. And we're still all about telling new stories in this universe. Yeah. And that's maybe that's why it just feels so special to us. Yeah. Good news is Ryan Johnson's getting a whole trilogy yeah. in an unexplored corner of the galaxy. That's so amazing. let me tell you. Holy shit! That's I, I. Whenever they made that announcement, that's when I was like, "Oh my god!" It's like they've heard my prayers uh, yeah. for years. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Just like go go somewhere that we've never been before. Yeah, and like, because Star Wars is such a huge freaking universe yeah. with so yeah. many possibilities. Yeah, I can't wait. Can't wait. Maybe it'll all be about Benicio del Toro. Maybe. Man, I just want. We didn't even mention him. We didn't even. We didn't even mention Benicio del Toro. <laughs> So much happens in this movie. So, guys, Benicio del Toro is in this movie, and he's great. <laughs> there you go. We'll leave, 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 leave it there. Um, so that is our review, our breakdown. So, a few things to think about. Again, walking away from this film is that the film has a lot to say about the nature of resistance and passing down the generation and letting go of the past. There's a lot of analysis to dive into. I hope you guys have really enjoyed this, like, really deep dive into all the ideas at work here and us fanboying out about it. I want to remind you, if you've enjoyed this talk here on the special edition of the Cinematic Schematic. Uh, you can head on over to iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, whatever podcast app you're using, and subscribing. Right now, we are uh, currently, there's no ads, and uh, we're not charging you guys money. So the way you can help us, like if you love this show and you're like, man, two things you can do. You can subscribe and rate and review. That's part one. Do that. That'll be a huge help. That'll give us a boost on those platforms. Part two is go tell all your friends about us. Give us a share on Facebook or Twitter or just tell your friends word of mouth. However, let them know that we exist because we are dedicated to bringing really thoughtful, deep dive conversations on this uh, to, to a, lot of, a lot of movies, and we want to keep doing more. But that also means that we need to get the word out about what's going on here. So uh, if you really enjoyed the show, please help us out by by doing that. And if you don't already follow us on our social media pages, that's uh, uh, on Twitter and Instagram at The Cinematrop and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The Cinematropolis. Uh, please go and follow us on those channels. Uh, gentlemen, Zachary Burns, if people love the thing you said about uh, Star Wars The Last Jedi where can they find you online uh, if you want to hear all my fun theories about Porgs and when we'll get a Porg movie um, <laughs> check me out on Twitter at Left Eye Burns uh, and Instagram same thing Yeah, sometimes I post sometimes you post sometimes you post a lot porgs. you do post funny Star Trek memes too sometimes yeah mm. I, I am uh, well versed in Star Trek <laughs> Jacob where can people find you online uh, you can find me um, on Twitter and Instagram. It's at Boom Digga Down. Boom Digga Down. I like it. Uh, and I'm uh, Caleb Masters, and you can always find me on uh, Twitter at C Masters Talk. That's letter C Masters Talk. Tweet me up about Star Wars. Let me know what you think, unless you hate the movie, and then then we should just DM and talk about it. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, find me on Twitter there. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram and Letterboxd, where I post a lot of my initial pr- impressions for films uh, at C Masters 91. Uh, and of course, uh, all of our. Uh, 
all of the great content over at thecinematropolis.com. Again, our monthly theme in the month of December is Misunderstood Movie Monsters, and we've got a lot of fun stuff coming to you. I think we've got a post about the Swamp Thing going up uh, from Joshua Unruh this week, and I think you're <laughs> it's a, it's going to be a lot of fun. Both films, part one and two. Uh, yeah, he was very surprised by what he saw when he revisited those films, and I'm not sure it was good, but he, <laughs> uh, but he enjoyed the... So there's a good post coming out this week, and uh, I also have a written review of The Shape of Water uh, that you can expect sometime this next week uh, before our monthly podcast that me and Laurent Chapman will go uh, go into a deep dive on The Shape of Water in podcast form, um, again, which you can listen to by subscribing. Thank you so much for tuning in to our show. Uh, we can't wait to talk to you again next time. Borgs. So, <laughs> would you guys say that you're the spark to Burns's the um, the uh, empire down or the first yes. order down? Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Nailed it.